You're listening to The Worker's Mic, powered by the Midwest Coalition of Labor and sponsored by Megan Financial, Premise Health, and Voya Financial. Welcome back, everyone, to The Worker's Mic on WGN 720. I'm Phil Davidson here with Ken Edwards and Ed Maher. We are here live in front of an audience at Cafe Bianda, our first ever show in front of an audience. Whoop it up, everybody. It's a rowdy place, Kevin. It's very, very <laughs> rowdy. They, s- they serve beer here. They're swinging from the rafters. And by the way, we got, before, we got a DJ. Yeah, and give up to the DJ. Yeah, what's, uh, what's your name again? Johnny from Beverly Records. DJ Johnny, everybody. Yeah. DJ Johnny, I love it. Beverly Records down at 11612 Southwestern Avenue down in Beverly. Wow, Ed, Thanks that was impressive. Nice yeah. done, Somebody's got to keep the trains running around. There's an actual record store still in existence, and you own it. Do you own it? The family owns it. Okay. It's just like when you're trying to find the owners of Cafe Bianda. Like, I don't even know who they are. Whatever. Can we say you're on the ones and the twos? Thank you, John, from Beverly Records. We've got a guest. Shout out. Yes, we have have an important guest. Very, 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 very important guest, everybody. Very Uh, important to you. It is uh, my pleasure to bring on (laughs) the new Executive Secretary Treasurer of the Mid-America Carpenters Regional Council, Kevin McLaughlin. Welcome, Kevin. All right, Kevin. Welcome to the show, Kevin. Thank you. And Thank you. and also uh, the newest board member on the Midwest Coalition of Labor board, right? You're taking over for Gary, correct? Yes, I am. Oh, yeah. Welcome, welcome. We're, welcome. We're, we're, we're psyched to have you. Kevin, do I call you boss? Do I call you supreme being? Sir. Uh, his you. honor? What do you want me to refer you as? Kevin is fine. Kevin is fine. Okay, got it. <laughs> for now. That's right. <laughs> Just trying to keep my job, everybody. But uh, Kevin uh, is a longtime member of Carpenters Local 10, 39-year member. And uh, today is his officially first day as Executive Secretary Treasurer. How about another round of applause for this man? All right. First day as the boss. So today is your first day. Today. Today. It's official today. That's pretty awesome. So, uh, yeah, a big get for us. And, uh, Kevin, yeah, if you wouldn't mind telling us a little bit about your background, how you became a carpenter, how you get involved with the union, all that that fun stuff. You know, know, I started through the apprentice program uh, back, started in 84. Uh, so it'll be, I'll be 40 years in May. Wow. 40 year member in wow. May. God bless you. Uh, got into the union. My brother was, I had a brother, my brother Brian was a union carpenter. Um, I'm the youngest of nine and a uh, good Southside Irish family. Yes. God bless um, your parents. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that's really how I got introduced to, into it. You know, I always loved working with my hands, working with tools, did it at home, you know, and uh, union background, I mean, a union family. You know, my father was a union plumber. My mother was in the teachers' union. Um, multiple siblings were in different unions, and it just that was what how we were raised. Yeah, it comes from good stock. Yeah. So when it, like when did you go to the apprentice? Did you go right out of high school? Uh, about a year out. I was nineteen. Okay. And you just went straight through, and never looked back. Never looked back. No college loans. No, I did. A, I did a semester of college. I uh, didn't want to. Did it for mom. Fair <laughs> yeah, enough. Right. <laughs> but 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 no college debt. Right. No. 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 Um, how old were you when you bought your first house? I was 25. How do you like that? Look right? That. 25. And that's when interest rates were what? Like a million percent back then? No, it wasn't that bad. Actually, I'm going to say around seven. Okay. Yeah. All right. It was right before we got ma- me and my wife got married. Oh, is that right? And you raised a family? Three children. Yeah. All on a carpenter's wage. Yeah. All brilliant children, I might add. <laughs> yes. Take it easy, Phil. No, yeah, Phil, Phil, Phil we know he's your boss. <laughs> yeah, <just> a, hey. Yeah. <laughs> 
pipe down from the peanut gallery, all right? All right, sorry. Jesus. Oh, one of them's like a computer engineer. He's goes up. astrophysicist. Astrophysicist, oh, wow. right? Okay. I see. That's how I smart he is. Corrected. Yeah. Oh, well, Phil wasn't kidding. <laughs> not kidding. My not mistake. Kidding. I'm not even sure what an astrophysicist does. You don't want to know. I don't, I don't either. Okay, yeah, you don't have good time enough. to explain it. They're the all brilliant. Yeah. Every one of them. But anyway. So, so then, okay, yeah. so let's keep going. So you become an apprentice, right? You start working your way up, and you come from what, what local was it? Local 10. And where are they out of? Uh, originally uh, on the south side on 50, 56 in Pulaski. Okay. Now we're in Bridgeview. Our office is in Bridgeview. Okay. And what was your part of the trade? Like I know uh, in uh, Carpenter Land you have different... I started in residential. Okay. Did residential for a lot of years, and then I moved over to commercial, and then I actually started working at McCormick Place. And, oh, and, yeah. And that's how I ended up into the working in the trade show industry. So yeah. McCormick Place, for those of you that uh, are, are listening from out of state or uh, elsewhere, is is Chicago's um, convention, convention center, center, convention right? center right. and it's, it's enormous. Is Country's it the largest in the U.S.? Largest in the yeah. U.S. Yeah. I mean, it's absolutely yeah. enormous. They have the auto show there and the home show and all these kind of shows. And, I mean, that was a, that's a coveted job, is it not? It is. It, 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 you know, it, 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 it's a different, unique industry. Why is that? And, uh, there's no weekends. Um, you, oh, that's right. It's, it's very, you know, you, you have to be committed in that regard. You yeah. Know, you might work Around some overtime, but, but then you'll be off a couple days during the week. Possibly. So you're off during the week while your, you know, kids are in school and your family's not really around and you're working on the weekends, right? Shows, because that's yeah. when the shows are. Yeah. So you're, you're spending time away from your family as well. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. And how long did you do that, Kevin? Uh, up until, well, I, and that, I was different aspects. I've had different roles. I was a business rep in Local 10 for a little while uh-huh. in the 90s, and then I went back down there. I was the head steward at McCormick Place for the, for the trade shows for, from, what, 99 until about 2007. And I came back into the local as a, as a business representative. And, and during, the, during that time, was, was there, I mean, it was tough, right? Because a lot of, uh, you know, I don't remember who it was that was complaining, but people that worked, uh, came to put conventions on here in Chicago would complain about work rules and, and the pay that the unions were getting. And, you know, they were just screaming bloody blue murder. Yeah. And it had all these horror stories about, you know, you can't touch a wire or all this kind of nonsense. I've always thought it was blown out of proportion. Very much so. Yeah. A lot of that was stuff that went on in the 70s, right. 80s. And, and things had changed. Over the years, things would always progressively change. Um, and, yeah, we worked through it all. And, it, it, like I said, the people that, the, the men and women down there that work in the industry, um, everyone thinks they make this, you know, when you see what they're, what they're being billed. Yeah. Is not what the people doing the work are making. Yeah, they're of hard course. workers, man. Absolutely. And if, the, if there's no, if there's no, con- no convention or nothing to do, are you working still? Or no. Well, pan- during the pandemic, it right. was closed down for almost two years. I mean, so you're the whole industry nationwide. Yeah. So, like anything else, like construction, especially, like you're not working, you're not getting paid. No, no. Right. So people think like, oh, exactly what you just said. Like, oh, they work at the convention center. They must make millions of dollars, and they're rich. And but it's not the case at all. No. And we just went for a couple of years where nobody was working. Right. Right. right? But yeah. the union had their backs there and all that. Yeah. You know, we paid their dues. We extended their uh, insurance credits so they can receive their health insurance, even though they weren't working as much. It Is was, that right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We took care of them. And then, and Kevin also, in addition to working there, now prior to becoming our new executive secretary treasurer, was the trade show representative for the entire international union. Like, he was the guy you talked to for trade show contracts for any trade show in the country. For, well, for the carpenters. For the carpenters, yeah. Across the country. Yeah, I, yeah. I was a, the national rep. Um, I was the department 
for the trade show industry. You were much. You were department of one. Yes. Yeah. It's like Phil is your communications department. <laughs> you got to get at least one person in there that you can blame things. On, yeah. Right. So. Yeah. But no, I don't. Was, and, and, you, you know, like I worked with obviously worked with local reps in every city that 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 we do the work in. And yeah. it's, it's mixed and every city's different, right? But we, we negotiate contracts and, and deal with grievances and things like that. So when did you come back on to, was it the Chicago Regional Council when you came back? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. Back. And then it merged, obviously, and you guys have changed to Mid-America. Yeah. Um, and so you were, before you were promoted, what was your position there? I was assistant to yeah. the EST. Okay. Assistant to Gary and then the International Trade Show rep. Yeah. Got it. I was both. Dual. I actually yeah. had dual roles then. Yeah. Are you a... Double threat. A, like, you have an... You're... you're uh, it's not a local. You're the Mid-America Conference Regional Council. Your council is 50,000 members. 53. 53. Oh, sorry. Oh, oh you... Okay, hey, okay. Hey. Whoa. Well, short Yeah, 53. <laughs> and growing, by the way. Right. I mean, that's an enormous job to step into. Yes, it is. Are you nervous? No pressure. I'm no serious. Pressure. A little bit of everything. Yeah, I don't, oh, yeah. I don't blame you. Yeah. Absolutely. You um, learn from the best, though. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, but you got big shoes to fill, right? I started. I started as a delegate under George Vest, so I've been around for a few presidents, ESTs. The titles yeah. changed. But sure. Right. And George Vest was around for thirty years, from the like late sixties to the early nineties. Yeah. Like right around nineteen ninety-one. Yeah. He was a legendary uh, executive secretary, treasurer of our union. So, any big like uh, moves or plans, or are you guys going to continue? I know you do a ton of work, and we've talked about this, Kevin, on, on the show for for a long time. What I think uh, is really impressive about what you guys do is you go after wage theft. Right. You guys go after car, uh, contractors that are not paying wages. And there was just an article again. You know, this is this conversation that's happening all the time about unscrupulous contractors that are paying under the table, or they're not paying fringe benefits, or they're not paying into, which has a downward effect on the community. Well, right? and, they're, and they're not paying taxes. That's right. exactly the tax right. Tax fraud is a big part of it. it. Absolutely. Us all. And yeah. you know, you guys are you guys are nailing them, and not just for a union carpenter, but for a non-union carpenter, yeah. right? Yeah. Yes. And, and you guys are going to continue doing oh, that? We're gonna, we, we have a lot of programs that are in place, and Gary, Gary put these programs in place, and he put the team in place yeah. that I've inherited. Right. Um, tremendous team of people. I mean, it, it's the strongest council that we, that in the brotherhood that we have. And, and we have Amen. a deep, we've always had a deep bench here to begin with, yeah. and it, it just shows you where we're at. And I've, like I said, I've worked all over the country. What we have in the Midwest is there's nothing comparison. Well, it's like we said, and I think you're right about that, and I'm glad you said it in front of everybody. You know, the Chicago labor, Chicago land labor in the Midwest. I mean, that is it's a stronghold here, right? And and if the rest of the country would do what we did and organize, right, and fight and fight back and push and have radio shows and have a coalition and open doctors' offices and do everything, not take no for an answer, right? Go after them and get aggressive and sue them and bring them to court and you know. Do everything that we're doing, the labor movement would be in a better place, yes. right? And I'm hoping that oh, yeah. that emulates. What you guys are doing, I think, is impressive, and I'm always fascinated about it because I'll go around now to various parts of the country, and I'll be in, you know, Illinois. Drive up and down in Illinois, and just use the operators for example. There's 30 locals, you know, or 20 plus locals, or whatever it is. You guys are consolidating power. Yes. Right, and you know, it makes sense. Corporations are consolidating, right? Why shouldn't labor? And Less so, than the overhead. That's right. Yeah, that's exactly right. So, listen, uh, I appreciate your coming. Yeah, um, absolutely. And uh, we'll have you on again soon, especially we'll on, on your studio. on your first day. Yeah, <laughs> coming in. And if you and, and if, might I say he did a fantastic job. Who did? My boss. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. 
Cut his mic. Unbelievable. <laughs> Thanks, this guy, Phil. This guy. <laughs> hey, listen. Um, so we'll be back. And, and by the way, Kevin, uh, there's an open tab here uh, under Phil's, Phil Davidson. Just put that under there. So feel free to have 30 beers. That's my um, stage name. Yeah. <laughs> but listen, we, uh, we're going to be right back. We're going to have Stu Clark from Premise Health come on um, and uh, uh, talk more about uh, the Workers' Mic and a bunch of stuff. But uh, really, congratulations and thanks for coming on your first day. It's, Thank it's you. really badass. And uh, we're, we're happy to have you. And uh, uh, we'll be right back with more of the Workers' Mic right here on 720 WGN.